Throughout history, there have been many painters from all over the world, but none have captivated humanity, promoted peace and positivity as much as this man did. He crossed over into pop culture, became an icon, became the legend. He even had his own MTV commercial. Without further ado, I bring you Bob Ross. I thought maybe today we'd make a scene that's very happy, beautiful little scene with a lot of color in it, very easy that you can do. There we go. Okay, let's just put a happy little mountain, something about like that. And let's paint several little happy trees and push. Look at there. Mm. There. MTV, the land of happy little trees. To think, MTV, a channel dedicated to partying and being loud, had Bob Ross do a commercial for them. Really ironic when you think about these things. It's kind of like a yin and a yang. But to be honest, it really shows you the amount of influence that he had over the whole entire world. If you followed my previous episodes, then you know that growing up, I watched a lot of weird shit. Everything was just strange and odd and just all over the place. And as you can probably guess, I channel surfed quite a bit. But something always made me stop on PBS to watch The Joy of Painting, Bob Ross's show. The show ran from 83 all the way to 94. But... If you really look at the grand scope of things, he had nothing flashy, nothing crazy, nothing loud, nothing in your face. It was just a man doing a real-time painting. That's right, a real-time painting. No special effects, no camera tricks, no crazy edits, nothing. Just a dude doing a legit painting in front of you for only 30 minutes. That's it? Get right out of town. And sure, PBS had other artists on there. You know, like children's artists, uh, like like Pappy Land. You know, the guy with the green bandana around his neck that looked like he was missing like three or four teeth. He, he you know, poor country-looking guy. And then there was Mark Kistler's Imagination Station, which was actually a pretty cool show. All he did was draw squares in 3D, and he dressed like Janet Jackson in the Rhythm Nation music video. Those two guys were easily forgettable, sadly, but none of them, none of them had the image of Bob Ross. You know, with the, with his half-open button-up shirt, his large gold medallion hanging from his neck, not to mention his badass gold watch. Dude looked like a legit drug dealer. What you think I am, huh? What you think I am, fucking worm like you? I told you, man. I told you, don't fuck with me. I told you, no fucking kids. No, but you wouldn't listen. Why, you stupid fuck. Look at you now. I often wonder how the hell he was able to keep his hats on. He never put a hat on all the way. He just sat it on top of his afro. It kind of reminded me of a cherry on top of an ice cream. Even in his intro, you know, when he's got that humongous paintbrush and he's painting whatever landscape behind him real quick, he takes a bow and it never falls off. What wizardry did this man possess? I'm the magic man now. Yeah, I know. Okay? So get ready for some tricks up these sleeves, all right? Growing up, I was a hyper kid. So as you can imagine, it was very hard to keep my attention. It was hard for me to sit down. You know, well, it wasn't hard for my parents to make me do that because I would just get an ass whooping. But alone, I would have to get up and do something. But with Bob Ross's show, with the joy of painting, you had to literally sit and watch this from beginning to the end without getting up because if you blinked you would miss everything at the beginning he would always put stuff on the canvas because he, he had that wet on wet technique 
and it was easier for him to blend colors and make you know reflections and stuff but and he always said titanium white i always waited for that but anyways he would throw two globs of paint on there and you're like oh okay cool nothing's really crazy is gonna happen i'm gonna go and use the restroom by the time you come back and it would only take like a minute or two by the time you come back those two globs are now mountain with snow he's already he's already making the lines on the cabin and there's like a million trees reflecting off of a lake crazy how you would never hear him change his tone he was always soothing to hear even after he said things like let's get a little crazy or that he was feeling a little adventurous <laughs> that's why it's kind of hard to believe that he was a sergeant in the air force for 20 years can you imagine bob ross yelling at someone you little scumbag i got your name i got your ass you will not laugh you will not cry you will learn by the numbers i will teach you now get up get on your feet you had best unfuck yourself or i will unscrew your head and shut down your neck those are things that I would love to hear from him, and it wouldn't even ruin his image in my eyes, but it would be something, it would be a sight to see. Sometimes he would make a mistake, and instead of going off like most others do, he would say something like, We don't, we don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. I seriously cannot wait to use that happy accidents line on my children when they come and ask me and my wife if they were planned or not. And to be honest with you, I'm glad that nobody in my family listens to this show because I probably would hear an earful. Speaking of kids, Bob Ross's son Steve would special guest on, on a few episodes here and there. Um, while he was very good, he didn't have the afro. He had more of a Sarah Connor-ish hairstyle from the first Terminator movie. But the dude had talent. He was just lacking in one department. He was very bland and he did not have none of the catchphrases that his father had. One of my favorite lines that Bob Ross would always say, and you would kind of wait, you could set your watch to it, is when he would clean his brush and say this. I just like to wash brushes. Shake it off. <laughs> just beat the devil out of it. No episode was complete without hearing him say that classic line. Every time he said it, the crew behind the scenes got blasted with paint. And it happened so much that they had to wear raincoats and protective gear to, so that they wouldn't be dirty. But to be honest with you, paint in general is just messy. You can paint your rooms, you can paint a car, you always have to wear that type of gear. And the paints that he used were oil-based, so it was more of a splatter than just globs. But I want you to sit there and I want you to go back to his episodes and look. This man was never dirty. How the hell he did it? is going to be mind-boggling for years to come. During his final years, Bob helped create a show named Elmer and Friends. He was unable to physically star on the show due to his chemo treatments. But to be honest with you, he was just on the first episode. He was like, uh, he showed up on a canvas and spoke to the kids about painting. Um, it, it was very hard to watch because he obviously had to wear a wig and they did put a lot of makeup on because if you've known anyone that's that's actually had to go through chemo it does a lot it does it does a damage to their body and alters their appearance quite a bit so for him to go out there 
and and still speak to people about his love of painting and, and share his happiness with everybody it just speaks volume to the man's character sadly he passed away on july 4th 1994 from lymphoma though he may not be here physically bob is now more popular than ever he has reached pop culture icon status the dude is on t-shirts he's got a chia pet action figures he's on hats you know nay you name it blankets he has a paint kit going on the man has become the tupac of the painting world and he's even been spoofed my favorite being the deadpool commercial i'll let you guys hear a clip of that along with me i have my regular old canvas here wet and ready to go now let's grab our trusty two-inch brush here whack that off real good just beat it like it owes you money we're gonna get a little dab our yellow snow here. We're gonna mix that with just another little dab of our Betty White. Now, let's just dance in a happy little sky. Now remember, this is your world. You get to make and break the rules here. Sweet baby Jesus. Wish I could jump in there and roll around in all that cascading white powder. Yeah, just get high in all of life's splendor. God, I love cocaine. So much. I've never heard a bad thing ever being said about Bob Ross. To be honest with you, the man was a genius. He was just everything we all wish we could be. But also, he did one thing that we as podcast hosts or YouTubers or bloggers or whatever you do, whatever you choose to be in this oversaturated entertainment forum, he kept it simple. His simplicity is what kept you hooked from the beginning to the end. And when those credits were done, he left you wanting more. Crazy to think that you can have the audience in the palm of your hand without having to be loud and stupid and <laughs> have a profanity-laced show, you know, or, or underlining music behind him so he doesn't sound dull and boring. I'm basically bashing myself now. But I wish I had half the talent that he did. As usual, you can catch me at a slash underscore vision underscore TV on Instagram. And until next time. Over here. Happy painting and God bless.